This is the Video Junkyard Podcast. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half-man, half-ape with the strength of 20 demons. And welcome back to another exciting episode of the Video Junkyard Podcast. I'm Joe Peterson. With me, as always, my good friends and co-hosts, Eric O'Branson and Ryan Steiskel. How are we doing tonight? <laughs> doing good. Pretty good. Yeah. I, think, I think we're sure. Yeah, we're having way too much fun yeah. tonight. So. <laughs> yeah, a little wound up. Um, so, how are things been going? Things are good. Um, yeah, I... Say, Kind of same old, same old. Just busy with uh, busy with school, and uh, I am now an assistant baseball coach for the um, yeah my kids' baseball team. So that's another thing to do. On yeah, but is that through the Y? Yeah, exciting stuff. So no, it's uh, our local um, little league. So uh, yeah, Crystal Lake Little League. Um, they are uh, not in T-ball. We did T-ball last year. This year they're doing um, what they used to call coach pitch, but now they use a pitching machine instead of, which is actually way better because it actually like accurately throws, mm-hmm. which I know I couldn't be, do. But <laughs> right, so <laughs> yeah, it's uh, so yeah, I'm doing that now too. But. So how long are the seasons? Uh, we go from, our first game is Saturday, and we go from then until just after the 4th of July, so I think the oh, wow. weekend at, like, July 8th or something is our last, so, okay. it's it's not real long. No, but, yeah, so it's like Saturdays, and, yeah, those are, those yeah, are, we'll, those are done. <laughs> we'll have at least one game a week uh, going forward, and some weeks there are two, so, yeah, and then practice as well. How about you, Ryan? Yep. Oh, I, uh, be- because I, you know, I won a art competition that I spent three months on. That's right. Uh, I decided to pick up a new fucking hobby that has nothing to do with fucking artwork. You know, the career choice I've chosen. Uh, I build Gundam model sets for the past month, and I've started a hobby, got obsessed with the hobby. I've now owned fucking ten fucking sets. I even bought a set over the weekend from a store uh a half price books it's like a 135 dollars set but i bought it for like 45 dollars because it was pre-assembled and i'm going through this person's fucking work going like oh my god there's so many nubs everywhere like i'm a fucking professional yeah. or some <laughs> shit and i'm like 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 i'm already starting to do restoration jobs and like former things and i'm like okay this is i've spent more money a good thing it was tax season and i got yeah. taxes back and like that's where it, that it's, went it's funny because yeah i know that <laughs> you about the same time for some reason totally unrelated yes, for we both, both of us both got into painting miniatures and things and i don't know why i never got into this before and i'm curious how long this is gonna last because yeah. I'm, I'm excited enough to be like yeah this is a lot of fun i want to invest it time is, yeah. in this to also like i'm old enough to know yeah i've seen my ass go through this shit before <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna invest a bunch of time me, and money and stress about something, and then I have to walk away from it, and that'll be the end of it. <laughs> I think it yeah. was for me where it was this was something I always wanted to do, because uh, I love uh, what I mainly like about them is the idea of like painting them, customizing, painting them, like the dioramas would mm-hmm. be my ultimate fucking goal. Uh, I always loved that shit, but I always told myself, like, no, you're already doing this one thing. You don't need to go down that path. It's fine. You're an actual artist, air quotes, because, you know, I was a cocky little 20-year-old. But now I'm just like, dude, fucking A, live in the now. You don't have kids. These <laughs> are fun. That painting is calming. Yeah. It is. Uh, so, it actually yeah. is, funny enough, for me. It's like, it's nice that I didn't have to fucking draw anything ahead of time and overthink anything. I'm like, oh, I just pieced this together, and now I get to do what I want to do paint it <laughs> and yeah. so for me it, it actually is I, i've quite... been i've been doing some of the 3d printing and stuff and that 
is for the miniatures it's a lot more stressful than the other kind of 3d printing i find so yeah yeah we were talking before a little bit about raging about your hobbies <laughs> yeah totally yep. pulled yeah. one of those yep. the other yeah. night and yeah it <laughs> didn't help Sorry. anything so it's like when you like start a new relationship everything is great and then you start to see the toxic aspects of this individual it's the first fight it's the first big <laughs> fight first with fight. that in yep. that new relationship we're like wow it is this really going to work? Do I want to invest more time into this? Yeah. Yeah. Then you realize that. I, mean, uh, I don't really have a, like a, like a concrete, like hobby. Like, like this is this podcast and my other podcast and the magazine and all that other stuff. Those are my hobbies mm-hmm. that I spend too much. And so far I've stuck with the live, especially this for, yeah. for a few years now. So we'll, uh, we, we try to keep this pretty low up? stress and, yeah, I think we do a fairly good yeah. job at that. Yeah, we don't so. have to try hard. So. Just listen to the yeah. episodes. <laughs> yeah, you, know? you can tell lots of lots of pre-planning and research goes into yeah, these. Right. Obviously, it's like you know, I mean, kind of so. like the uh, planning and execution Holly. that went into the movie that we're going to discuss tonight. <laughs> <laughs> How's that for a segue? segue? We uh, yeah. yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah. So last week we talked about a fish called Wanda was a favorite i think by everybody here mm-hmm. um and yes. tonight we are going with the spiritual sequel if you will or spiritual successor the 1997 british american comedy film fierce creatures oh yes oh yes oh yes oh yes 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 oh yes i did it I did the deal. In the corporate world of financial domination. Gonna be tough, tough, tough. Hit me. (laughs) And hostile takeovers. You go ask your father if I can run that zoo. These are not money makers, Willa. Surprise! I talked to Rod and he said we could run the zoo together. You have to be more than strong to survive. Are you going to close the zoo? This zoo is in no danger, providing we increase revenue. They finally given me something to run. You have to be fierce. I can tell you exactly what it is that draws the biggest audiences all over the world. Violence. You want every animal here a psycho? Exactly. I want a lethal weapon in every cave. Ah! Now he wants a sign saying what time the animals have sex. (laughs) What are you doing? Oh, my God. Terribly sorry, ladies and gentlemen. We're having a little problem getting the right balance with his medication. We must provide each visitor with a warm, buzzy experience. Could we explore that thinking a little? It's not sexual. Pity. This is not going to be a proper zoo anymore. From the creators of A Fish Called Wanda. What are you doing? Getting undressed. For sex. Comes a different kind of animal. You can't put an animatronic animal in a zoo! Yeehaw! Is there a history of insanity in your family? Kevin Klein. Oh, goody, 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 yo! Jamie Lee Curtis. John Cleese. Stop that already! Ah! Everything under control! Michael Palin. I'm about to make five points about the zoo. And Kevin Klein. Dad, you screwed up my whole childhood. How could I have? Wasn't even there. Fierce creatures. I no longer turn you on because you got the hots for a gorilla. How much does he earn, huh? How much does Mr. Gorilla take home at the end of the week after taxes? Not a lot. Zip a banana. So this uh, brings back John Cleese, Jamie Lee Curtis, Kevin Klein, Michael Palin, um, in you know as as the cast. Uh, yeah, the core, same core same cast. Same core cast, um, yeah. but directed by Robert Young and Fred. Oh God. Um, Fred Shapisi. Fix it yeah. in post. <laughs> A quick synopsis for this one. Um, so the plot line for this one is actually really hard to summarize. <laughs> um, I, so, you know, A Fish Called Wanda, it was, it was a, a jewel heist gone wrong. This is a corporate mm-hmm. takeover of a zoo. And hilarity ensues i don't know like i that was kind of the problem i had with this one right away so you have this this big corporate conglomerate called octopus inc which is run by a shrewd and cruel tycoon rob mccain played by kevin klein 
<laughs> purchases a London-based zoo, and they have these really yeah. weird, like, increased profit demands, so they have to start figuring out a way to, to market the zoo. Uh, tries to, to make it people. profitable to the point of their, their, like, corporate mantra of, like, buying yeah. a business and raising its... its revenue 20 percent or whatever it's uh, yeah yeah it i i think that's part of the problem here is this one's kind of hard to like summarize quickly because it it, i did get a chuckle when you said octopus inc i didn't make that connection until just now i didn't either yeah uh, (laughs) yeah um there's there's some clever stuff they do with that premise but the premise itself does not if you like if you put it in summary like that it doesn't sound incredibly compelling but um yeah they do end up making some good jokes with the with the entire premise and the pushing the profit margins of the zoo and and such but well where is like a fish called wanda kind of made fun of I don't want to say made fun of heist movies, but made a funny heist movie. Yeah. This mm. one is like making fun of investors, more or less. Like this, the business yeah. practices of them is like, this doesn't make sense. Why would you, you're just buying us to make enough money for you to buy your next thing. And everything is just mediocre. You don't make anything better. <laughs> um, yeah. I hate this... to say it. I'm going to be the odd one out. I actually really enjoyed this movie. Oh, well. <laughs> so I, it, and I didn't, I didn't, yeah, not enjoy this movie. Like, and, and we'll, I'll get to more of that. But I do think it's a little bit different of a, a different creature, if you will, wow. uh, <laughs> from a fish called Wanda, because we spent a good, a good amount of time talking about how a fish called Wanda and it, its kind of connections to Monty Python, obviously through two of the leading yeah. actors. Um, and, but how it doesn't really feel like a Python movie is a different kind of style of comedy. I don't feel that way about this one. I feel like this has strong ties to the Monty Python style of humor. Yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah, so it's, it's a very like different, like right off the bat, even though the, the cast is great still, and it still works uh, in, in that regard. But the humor the style of humor is different so john cleese's uh co-writer obviously different co-writer in both places um the, that change um definitely brings a little bit different flavor to it this is certainly more farcical and silly and um over the top in places a la monty python than than i think a fish called wanda was which but. is I hate to say it, but I actually laughed out loud multiple times in this movie more than I did. No, the there are surely it. very funny pieces yeah. of this movie. Like, it's... like I found myself actually like chuckling quite a bit. Like, like, and I don't actually do that very often. Funny enough, <laughs> I do nervous laughter, but I don't actually laugh when I watch funny things, and it makes people feel awkward. Like, oh, you don't find this funny? No, it's hilarious. The structure was great. I find it funny. You didn't laugh. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> I didn't yeah, laugh. Yeah. Well, what? So, um. Had had either of you seen this one before? No, I had no idea this was a thing. Yeah, I had, but it had been a very long time. I probably saw it when it was a new movie and hadn't seen it since. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah, yeah. I, and I definitely wouldn't have watched this unless I was assigned to like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it wouldn't it would have been something I would have like sought out. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's a. We were talking about. Uh, a fish called Wanda kind of being a, a forgotten classic in a way, like people just don't talk about it enough. But this is this might not get to the level of classic, but it's definitely equally, if not more, forgotten. Yeah. I think I oh, feel absolutely. Like it's just kind of like, yeah, um, and and not entirely because it has no merits. Like I don't think it's yeah, it's great great of a movie necessarily, but um, yeah, it just kind of floated off into obscurity. And I think quickly, like this one, it was kind of new and then it was gone. And I, yeah. yeah, I remember actually going to see this one in the theater with some friends of mine from school. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah. we, we all liked Monty Python and I think we'd all at least seen A Fish Called Wanda and agreed we all liked it, but probably not to the degree that I liked it after watching it last week. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, I actually remember seeing this one in the theaters, but you're right. I never went back and saw it. And I remember liking it walking out, but maybe that was just more of the experience of being out with some friends. Um, but yeah, I, I obviously didn't like it enough to make sure I owned a copy of it or ever saw it again. So yeah, um, you know, kind of an interesting uh, retrospect, but uh, so John Cleese in this plays Rollo Lee, who is the um, manager, like the new 
essentially he's the manager, right, of the, of the, of the zoo. The guy that's been put in yeah. charge Director. of the Marwood Zoo, yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is a retired Hong Kong police officer, which is... Okay. <laughs> like, like they make that <laughs> yeah, joke I, and then they never I do anything. I feel with like it. there was a joke there that maybe got. And if you read a little bit, you hit mm-hmm. the Wikipedia page for this, you'll hear there were some uh, post production issues, like big time post production issues with this. It didn't test well. They went back and reshot large portions of the film. Uh, they excised like 10 minutes of the opening act of the movie. So maybe that's something that got cut away there yeah. i don't know i'm not sure it feels like that was supposed to be something that was fun or funny about the character that we just never got any explanation for so yeah, yeah. there was also a tangential uh joke jokey connection that um rollo lee was actually rollo leach who is archie yeah. leach's twin brother in the novel uh, that yeah. was cut out it was, it was that was cut out of the uh the script is, or the final version of the film as well. So that actual tie huh. to a fish called Wanda is. Uh, yeah, they, yeah. they. Um, I guess <laughs> they, they do have a tie. I guess yeah. there's the the yeah. official novella of the film includes that. So, which is usually oh, okay. where a lot of yeah. those those script details end up going. Um, right. But yeah, he's not he's that would have chart. added anything necessarily. But, yeah. Well, and and one of the one of the issues I kind of had with this is. John Cleese's portrayal of, of this character and Kevin Klein's Vincent McCain's character um, mm-hmm. feel like they're being told, okay, you know how you were in A Fish Called Wanda? Just do that, but with no real direction. Like, John A Cleese little bit. I feel like, like... feels like he's playing Archie, and but but without, like... A, a good story around it. It's the same kind of characterization, though. A little bit, yeah. Kind of this. I mean, John Cleese tends to play characters that are he plays on that like. The joke is he's you know stuffy and British, and he's kind mm-hmm. of you know uptight and you know proper like and those things. And, but, and that's and it's kind of the characters yeah. he plays in things. Everything I've seen him play outside of you know yeah. Obviously, he's got a little more character. A little more uh, in the sketch comedy of like something like Monty Python. He's done some different things, but most of the the performances he's done in films, he plays characters like that. Um, Kevin Klein, I feel like, is uh, the character of Vince in this movie is not very well realized. Kevin Klein's hilarious as Rod McCain, the the father who mm-hmm. runs Octopus Inc. Um, yeah. But I don't think the the character of Vince ever quite lands. He's not memorable in the way that Otto was in, in A Fish Called Wanda. Yeah. Um, maybe he's just not quite... I mean, he's definitely an asshole. Um, he's playing that kind of character again, but... But he doesn't have likable qualities that you kind of enjoy. Yeah. He yeah. doesn't have anything... Maybe he's too much... Yeah. That, that's actually exactly it, is, is that... He doesn't have, he doesn't those, have yeah. anything likable about him. and yeah. He's not a fun asshole to watch. He's just <laughs> a sad, miserable asshole to watch. Like By that, I mean just, like, yeah. cringy. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I had an interesting experience with watching it this time because, because you're introduced to Vincent first. And right away, mm-hmm. he's coming off as this kind of smarmy character. It just maybe it's because just watched a fish called Wanda. It felt like Kevin Klein doing an auto impersonation, you know. <laughs> In a way, yeah. And then when you meet Rod McCain, and it's it's you know Kevin Klein in these prosthetics <laughs> and in this you know with this smarmy yeah. Um, <laughs> Australian, Australian accent, Australia. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, yep. he even brags that he beat out in in, in the deal. Um, oh, the guy who owns Fox News, Murdoch. Murdoch. He even yep. mentioned something Rupert about Murdoch beating out Murdoch, and it's like, yes, this is a parody of Murdoch. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. but how I, relevant? I think because <laughs> in watching this, because the first introduction of Vince, you're like, oh, this is this is like kind of auto light or auto whatever, like mimicking. And then I see him in the next scene in these prosthetics. I'm like, I, I don't. I just automatically feel like I don't think I'm gonna like Kevin Klein in this. And no. yeah, like even the even the Rod stuff, I I wasn't really as as impressed with. 
I guess. Yeah. It just felt yeah. over, like, this is, they almost asked Kevin Klein just keep going over the top. You know? You know he doesn't have a good character to play here. Like, yeah, I don't think no. Vince is a good character. It's just, he's not, he, like, Otto was well-rounded, We like we talked about. He was certainly an asshole. He was an idiot and uh, kind of screwed up everything that he did, but he was fun to watch and... Yeah. Yeah, Vince is none of those things. And, and actually, I think that, that is kind of the problem with a lot of the characterizations in this movie. Like, they're not... Yeah, I like, e- e- Willow Weston, played yeah. by Jamie Lee Curtis in this, doesn't have an ounce of real, like... I'm not ever sure what her motivation is in this movie. Like, you, you got it with Wanda in, in A Fish Called Wanda. Like, what... She was doing so um, much in that movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She was working the whole she was working everybody. I mean, she yeah, was the yeah. real con artist in that in that movie and and just done very very well. And and Jamie Lee Curtis is is, is fine in this and she shows up and does, you know, just fine, but uh yeah, they're not really given. The only one given a, a kind of comparable character is Michael Palin. Yeah. I think he's got a fun comparable character to Ken in the um maybe not quite as endearing, endearing as Ken, but He's, yeah, he's he kind of feels like well, he's but... just. I mean, hey, he's a he's a fun character, but there there isn't the same. He's, like the the slapstick. he's a Python character though. Like a lot of the, yeah. the I mean, he's, they're straight out of a Python sketch, and I think that's a lot of what goes wrong in this movie is that it feels like it yeah. feels sketchy. I don't think I think um, uh, Fish Called Wanda felt very well realized as a whole film. You know, the heist and, and it just played through as. This this feels sketchy. It's like little vignettes kind of set around this central plot that is not generally that interesting. Yeah. Um, it feels like I'm digging in on. I did really find a lot of it to be funny too, though. There there are I, moments where this shines. Like it's. I was gonna say actually with John Cleese's character as as Rollo, or yeah, Rollo, right? Yeah. Rollo. 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 Uh, yeah. Rollo. Well, I think the uh, I think McCain. Old McCain calls him Rollo, I'm pretty sure, so... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rollo, uh, I I think he was a tough one to like at first, because he just kind of comes off as a weird kind of dickhead uh-huh. boss. Um, mm-hmm. But then actually, I think it's like... It starts with... So we should say the... We, should, we didn't mention this part, but... So the zoo gets bought out, uh-huh. but they have to find a way to, to raise their profits by 20%. So Rollo's Rollo's pr- suggestion is that they only have fierce animals, right? And there's just this running funny kind of gag. That's the title. No, no. Uh, yes, fierce creatures. There's this running gag of just all the zookeepers trying to convince him that these docile creatures are more right. vicious, vicious, vicious than they are. Wow. Okay. Well, anyways, um, <laughs> we're gonna accept it. Uh, so. And it's like, this is kind of funny, but it reaches this just crescendo of funniness when they all say, like, listen, we can't find any places for these animals. The only th- option is they have to be put down, but you got to do it because we have an emotional attachment to them. And then he says, yeah. oh, oh, and then they're they're laughing. They cut to the next scene. They're laughing, telling Bugsy's <laughs> character, it's the prank. This is a prank. They don't think he's actually going to do it. And then right away, you start hearing the, like, five the shots shot for each shots. fucking animal. <laughs> and the looks on everybody. Yeah, it's a yeah. great scene. The looks it's, on everyone's faces. That's the best like... gag in the entire movie, I think. <laughs> I mean, there's a couple ones right. that were pretty funny, though. Um, but It was right in the vein with Ken and the dogs in the Yeah. In the, yeah. The but, but, the, Wanda, but, but what but after that, you see him bury everything, and you yeah. just think, like, wow, he really went that far. But then, yep. at some point, it shows that he actually saved the animals, and and he keeps them in his apartment, which opens up a whole other new joke that's been a recurring joke throughout the most of the movie is that he's a <laughs> allegedly a sex fiend. Uh, yeah, to I I got tired situations. of that joke but, though for some reason. I don't know. Oh, I that, thought I that joke wa- actually worked pretty well. I was gonna for, say well, I thought throughout. I was gonna get tired of the joke. I don't care for those jokes, but those were the ones that were getting laughs from me, and I'm like, I guess when you throw John well, Cleese into that situation because he has no idea that people have yeah. these assumptions about him and then once the and i think it's so funny situation with, oh my god i don't know if it's the character of rollo because i don't really think you know not to say yeah. anything mean about john cleese but the, this character is so obviously not like you know orgy guy kind of you no. know ladies man 
material and the fact that they come to these conclusions about him and he's totally clueless about it. It, it, it all the like double entendre between everybody in those scenes yeah. is really, really funny. I think, in my opinion, I guess, but and like, I think at yeah, this so. point, this was what was making me actually kind of gravitate towards John Cleese's character as Rollo after at Rollo. Sorry. <laughs> after, yeah. Rollo, after after this whole situation and the situations that follow, I start to feel for this guy. It took a while, but after mm-hmm. I, I would argue that he actually, I feel like he has a stronger presence in this film than his character did in the in A Fish Called Wanda. I think I think Kevin Klein's character Otto consumed that entire movie. Uh, and I think John Cleese's one kind of gets lost until the very end. Like the final act, I think, is what I started to like notice. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But in this one, I'm kind of just following him because Kevin Klein's character, both of them, are not as interesting as Otto. But um, I did kind of like Rollo a little bit after a while. I, I was kind of jiving he's, with the humor. He is, yeah. I'll, I'll say he's the most likable character in this for sure. Yeah. I mean, and that's not to and say. And the anything. other zookeepers. The other zookeepers are. It's like a cat. This is like a TV series that apparently you're not watching, and this is like the one episode you get because they, they had that kind of nature to them. Uh, you know what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this. I don't know. I mean, not, I don't want to make like a direct. I might as well just make a direct Mighty Boosh, you know, comparison. You oh, know. Mighty Boosh, <laughs> love it. Go ahead. Um, but just like, yeah, of course, we know that, you know, you can get a good comedy series out of, you know, shenanigans a in man. a zoo, right? Especially if you get a man in a gorilla suit. Yeah, or in this case, an animatronic panda. Um, yeah, say mechanical <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. So, so some of the the, the reoccurring gags. There's another round two of, of of Vince, Vincent trying to get more investors on board, and so you start to see the the zoo with these big inflatable Doritos bags everywhere and everything. Yeah. The, the the tiger. With... That was one of the best gags of the movie. Is all the different corporate. Yeah. Because God, or the celebrity. It was, kind of, it was unfortunately animals. prophetic because now you see shit like that. You do, yeah, all the time, and even even literally at zoos, there is stuff like this. And so they had some so, insight here. So, and that's yeah. where I'm. I I kind of wanted to pull towards where I'm like, I think if I watched this movie earlier, I would have never bothered. But right now, having been so like having like corporate uh, media neoliberal, sorry, neoliberal. What the fuck is my mouth doing tonight? Neoliberalism, <laughs> so, like so rampant and like obvious and a talking point so frequently in politics that watching this movie is just like, oh yeah, this is just how fucking like asinine and ridiculous corporation mottos are, and the idea that you see like rich people, successful people, in reality they're just fucking dumb as fuck. And they just buy mm-hmm. things constantly. Like that's what made this the comedy of this kind of resident. I think a little bit harder for me. It's like, oh, this there, is very relevant. <laughs> like, this yeah, is yeah. There was like a relevant. level. Being that this was made nineteen ninety seven, there was like a level of kind of like foresight to this that like uh, Mike Judge's film *Idiocracy* had a lot of the kind of the yeah. same commentary built in in, in clever ways and like. It, it, it's, it's really just the one thing here like the corp heavy corp headed yeah. corporate like how do i make money on everything well, selling I bruce mean, springsteen's you know turtle sponsorship of bruce springsteen's tortoise yeah, yeah. <laughs> i like the part that made me laugh like really loudly is like first you see like the fucking like zookeepers in what looks like like nascar yeah like jumpsuits covered in all these things and you see john cleese's character just in a normal suit until he turns around and you see a giant fucking logo for the zoo on the back <laughs> of a suit. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. was just like, yeah, this is taking it to its logical conclusion. Um, I, and the next step is the idiocracy. You get your clothes from a fucking vending machine covered in fucking mm-hmm. uh, advertisements. Yeah. I, I guess, I don't know. Maybe it's the mood or something, you know, in watching this one today that kind of stuff felt to me like it, there were some funny gags my, my favorite was the tiger with the absolute fierce vodka absolute. abs on it <laughs> yep. is my favorite yeah. i think that and the animatronic panda um is yep. another one too <laughs> the, the whole exchange but again it, you're right it felt like a python exchange yep. like because he says something about like oh i'm not like gonna go to africa and get a live panda and they're looking at him with like 
they're from China. And he goes, no, this thing was, where does he say it was made in? Like oh, Singapore I... or something like that? No. It, it... He said, the uh, following we're... line was like, I'm not going to get some shitty shitty Chinese-made panda. Exactly. And, and that's like the punchline. And then yeah. the next time you see the panda, it's out of service. Um, yep. Yeah. But again, that felt like a Python sketch, but it, that was yep. funny. So oh, yeah, there's a, a lot of them. Like the, when he announces the tortoise thing, Bruce Springsteen's tortoise. That yeah. whole conversation with the investors, like, well, is he gonna come and visit it? Yeah. <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> I don't know. There's just a lot of like those back and forths, like really kind of. Um, I don't know what the what the pr- proper word for uh, it's a dr- like very dross humor, like that. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Just yeah, it seems very much out of Python's, at least especially like the later Python films, Life of Brian and Meaning of Life. Like, yeah, yeah. Th- this movie had a lot of s- skits, and mm. I think for me personally, I kind of enjoyed it because I think what it was is like one of the big highlights of A Fish Called Wanda was like there was one main skit, which was um, dude trying to assassinate old woman. Yeah, and that was fun. It was a reoccurring mm. one. This one has a has skits and segments that feel naturally like progress to the next one like it starts with them trying to convince him about their animals like being more fierce than they are after that them taking it up a notch and pretending to get like horrific injuries which results in just the most chaotic fucking like situation where he catches on to them (laughs) and then and then you see a woman in the background like fall down and have a legitimate injury, <laughs> and you're like, "Why was that in the background?" And then it actually comes full circle uh, later mm. on, where he thinks she's faking it, and just the most awkward fucking scene. Like he gets called like a Dracula at one point, like because yeah, <laughs> like, he tastes the blood, because he keeps <laughs> like, he repeatedly tasting the blood, <laughs> and that comes up again later on in the fu- fucking final conflict. At like uh-huh. things kind of actually. Makes sense. I, At one, for once, I would, sorry, not for once, for one reason, let me rephrase that again, sorry. <laughs> for one thing, I was wondering, why the fuck is Kevin Klein playing two characters? Like, I get it, father and son, but what's the relevance? And then you see at the end, oh, there was a, reason, a reason for this. Yeah. And it's like, oh, everything actually kind of fit into place, unless there's something it, that I'm missing. It, but No, you're right. It, it, at the end, all of these little yeah. skits kind of come together i, yeah. I felt kinda... i think i'm looking at it as a whole That's yeah as I a whole it. it does come together at the end kind of clunky but it does work very much um, but so so did a fish called wanda let's be honest yeah but that one was like fun cartoony it, it, exactly and i what i was gonna say too is if we think back to a fish called wanda you did have like the michael palin's you know ken's little subplot thing his side quest right yeah but he was still <laughs> involved in the other main storyline oh yeah and then you also yeah. have that little side thing about john cleese you know um uh, archie and his family and stuff but you're seeing all of them intersect throughout that main storyline yeah right in this Fish called wanda had stronger characters yeah and character like relationships and and interactions on screen in this one you get kevin klein doing his thing trying to get the investors that's like a running gag and that does its thing it doesn't really interact with a lot of other people right and then you have the michael palin trying to just keep bugging john cleese about different animals and his name is bugsy and his name is bugsy and 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 that that basic thing you know, yeah. but there's just not a lot of the interactions, uh, I guess, like crossing. They happen, but they don't, they're not meaningful to the well, story. Yeah, a lot yeah. of the characters don't have a, a, as strong as a influence mm-hmm. on the plot, it feels, or a strong yeah. presence as they do in the other movie. And I totally agree with you. And I think, I think um, Jamie Lee Curtis is pretty wasted on this. Like, she is a little bit. She's like, her, but so is Kevin Klein. I, I mean, if yeah, you know that's that true. Route, that's like, true. Yeah, and he plays two roles, so it's he like, does, yep. um, and I think the reason Ryan earlier you were talking about John Cleese's character and you know, kind of the way you were drawn to his story, and, and I think anybody who watches it is going to be because he's the only character that has any real growth or trajectory yeah. in this movie. Like, he, uh, he, he's a he's a real character, everybody else, I, I'm not sure. 
we get exactly. anybody else i would call like yeah a character that does anything or has an arc throughout this so um i think Rollo you kind becomes, i guess you kind of um, do yeah i was gonna say you kind of do with like the scene with um the gorilla i guess like connecting with i guess like why um like her character is invested in this and then yeah i guess vince is just this typical like nepotism fucking why doesn't daddy love me type um, trust fund baby like, trust fund yeah. baby with who doesn't yeah. get who's not going to actually get any trust fund <laughs> whatsoever um but then of course in the end it kind of ties together but yeah it's it's not strong i can i agree like it is and like, like you were saying like there is that that's exactly right eric that's why i was tied to rollo so rollo rollo yeah rollo he, so much he he's a an actual fleshed out character yeah yeah, he's a pretty great transition from being like your 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 standard company man at the beginning of the film to being the guy leading the revolt against you know to keep yeah. this zoo. Yeah, because that's his whole motivation. Is, so like, yeah, is yeah. I'm trying to save everyone's jobs here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which it's it's interesting though. Again, comparing this to Fish Call Wanda, would you say in that film did any of the characters have like an arc? They, they did in respect to the to the story being told. Like I think they all, they all have a trajectory throughout the story. It's a very different kind of story, but I think I think they're each do, dealt with equally, and they each develop in their own way yeah. and react to the situations. That movie is very fair or very um, evenly distributed to the emphasis it puts on all of its characters. Uh, you could say Ken's a little more of a comic relief because of what they do with him. Yeah. Fish called Wanda, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, th- none of them have like as much of an arc as Rollo does in this movie, where you have an yeah. actual change in a person, like you know, exactly. Um, I, but, but also, yeah, it's, it's a little bit different kind of a movie, uh, and I do think they all, yeah, they all have their their arc and they're all pretty well dealt with in fish called Wanda. it's one of the strengths of that movie actually yeah i guess like a, i should say like a redemptive arc or a changing arc because they you see that with yeah you know at least two of the characters Archie here in fish called wanda certainly does um yeah he uh yeah, yeah he kind of enters into um a situation where he's being a little uh you think he, you think he's a little skeezy for a little while there but he's actually you know good going through a bit of a midlife crisis maybe something yeah. along those lines yeah. and kind of pulls out you know comes out at the end a little stronger or head on his shoulders i'm not I'm not sure if you want to analyze that in a real world way you know taking yeah. off to south america with a con artist and leaving your leaving wife and a, child behind well, but, child. but in the context <laughs> of the movie <laughs> like it, it yeah sure yeah we're, we'll root for him i guess yeah um <laughs> in this one yeah again you're, you're kind of rooting for for rollo um, especially, well, not, yeah. especially when you see that he he saved the animals, that's when this movie really that's, turns. Yeah, to just but a different I would, direction. I would also add, just everyone at the zoo as well. The zookeepers themselves, despite like not being main characters, because of that weird diverse ocean of individuality that pop up accordingly. Like I don't need to know the deep fucking backstory between. Bugsy and the rest of them, but the fact that they come yeah. up the, as frequently as they do, mm-hmm. and they still have a presence. They actually have more of a presence than like Kevin Klein and. Uh, um, They're more like, enjoyable every, in this. <laughs> yeah, than than actually anyone. Else. It's just everyone at this zoo, originally is typically like just enjoyable to watch mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and you get some you get some familiar faces in there too uh ronnie corbett and carrie lowell who's mm-hmm. a, a bond girl and i think was on law and order oh, or something like yeah. that uh for years um yeah um as as two of the zoo keepers I'm trying to think the other guy the bearded guy i recognize from something too but i don't have his name in front of me but um Oh um yeah anyway but yeah the uh, yeah I agree with you that the, the supporting cast of people are far more entertaining and yeah I, I would almost want to see like it almost does have that like chemistry like this could be a TV show the way they kind of paired those people off into their little like sets of zookeepers and they have these yep. their scenes and whatever and 
Um, just everything the way they all the, interact the, with each other. The dressing yeah. in like, yeah, the dressing up in the mascot costumes, the, you know, the, the, the NASCAR-esque advertising costumes, the fake injuries, the, the way they all kind of come together at the end. And, and, and I think we actually we should talk about the end a little bit because yeah. this, this movie kind of like this movie ups goes its quick. ante a little bit yeah. and uh, yeah turns to covering up a murder, which not like anybody does feel that bad that Rod McCain met his end, but it seems like an odd place for this movie to go, and it happens rather suddenly. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, um, that that it it kind of starts to pick up like the plot that should have been the more interesting one at the very end. <laughs> Yeah, but with I, you know, you don't want this to turn into like a weekend at Bernie's either. So, <laughs> no, no, no. I they probably could have played that joke for a little bit longer and and done something with it. But yeah, I actually felt like the... that joke was the perfect amount of length, especially given who the character was. For me, I was just like, this is fine. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah. is. Uh, in fact, the one part where it's taking too long to get undressed. For the switch out anyways let's talk about it before i get too far into it yeah no they uh kevin klein's um character that, accidentally well they find out that he's stealing money yeah yeah he's um, yeah yep and he's coming back to return the money and then leaving with the money dad called the police dad's coming to talk to him about it and also shut down the zoo, shut down the zoo, zoo. i think yeah because yeah. it Find- wasn't but didn't found, make the twenty percent, <laughs> but it found out it actually did make twenty five percent, and so he's reconsidering. But son's yep. still being a prick, waving a gun around, threatening to shoot the dad. Gets called a pussy so many times, like that. Their words. Yeah. <laughs> um. Mm-hmm. Uh. Son backs down. Bugsy has the gun. It's like it's not even loaded, and as he says it, it shoots. <laughs> Yeah, right, yeah. Rod right it shoots, in the head. Uh, Ron right in the fucking head, and the last thing he says is like, you're fired, and then dies. <laughs> and then John Cleese's character comes up, puts his finger in the blood, licks it, does it a second time, goes, that's real blood. Again, the joke came back, Yeah. and yeah. then they're like, great, he just said he wasn't going to let go of the zoo, everyone thinks he's going to, and you fucking killed him, Bugsy. You What, what now you got yeah. nothing to fucking say? <laughs> like... That whole fucking nonsense, as a python does. I love, yeah. I love invested jokes like that. Like things like that really work well for me when they can pull when they pull them off. So yeah, yeah. I got a kick out of that. <laughs> the so, tasting the blood. <laughs> so again, like this, the way that the, the humor in this is different from a fish called Wanda, but that's not to say that it doesn't have its highlights. But yes, now we have the whole conflict of the final act being. What the fuck are we going to do with this dead body? Because the cops are on their way. <laughs> um, yeah, so now we get to see why we have Kevin Klein playing both father and son. Because we're going to dress up son as father. Try to pass it off and to the do cops. The, and come up with the most fucking ridiculous fucking, like, way to get out of this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yep. Which was, what well, they fake a will. Like, he pretended to He's, be the father. She, pretends to be the father and like ah since you're here i'm gonna change my will and he has the I police officers act will. as witness <laughs> yep. yep and, and i giving i'm actually the... giving it all to my kid yep yep and given the in the releasing the zoo so into the ownership of, yep. of rollo and will i don't remember how it works but yeah 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 so. like if i die the the zoo goes to them they can keep everything and but all all my other stuff goes to my son uh, yeah, and, and then he and suddenly, after that, becomes very, very becomes the depressed. least convincing, depressed person, <laughs> and uh, goes off into the shed. Cause uh, what's the line? That's what my mom always told me when I was a kid. You've been very bad. You go to the shed. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and then Jamie Lee Curtis and fucking uh, Cleese, like, oh, he must be in one of his dark moods. And mind you, yeah. this whole time, like, not with the cops is one of is is Ron's fucking right hand man that you see, and he's just like, what the fuck is going on here? What do you mean dark yeah. moods? He's never had one of these. <laughs> um, yep. And they're trying to change. They so he's in. Is it he's Neville? In, Neville is the 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 Neville, sidekick that's it, guy, yep. right? Yeah. So yep. he's in the shed. He's trying to change. Like all of the fucking zoo 
keepers are trying to help him change. Mind you, they're, we didn't bring this up, but they're wearing mascot outfits yeah. for their selected <laughs> yeah. fucking area. So yeah. they're just all in these fucking weird-ass garbs trying to get him ch- changed and get the dead body back into where it needs to be to stage yeah, Bug- this suicide. Bugsy at the time when he actually assassinate, accidentally kills uh, Rod McCain is in a bug costume. A big, yeah. like... Yeah, <laughs> in a giant bee. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a lemur playing with the gun. Yeah. Gun goes off. And they start rushing to the fucking thing. And, yes, they find... Oh, he, he shot himself dead center in the fucking middle of the forehead, apparently. And, like... Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It it, it ends exactly. It, and then it just kind of Vince ends. McCain <laughs> gives the probably the least convincing. Oh my God, my, my dad. Father. Yeah. <laughs> which is on which is on point for the character. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. very much. It's well played by Kevin Klein. Like I, yeah. Unfortunately, I feel feel like they gave him enough to do with the Vince character, but he he's still really good at what he does. He yeah. just yeah. Just... The Vince character is exact, exactly what the character was gonna be. It's just. Not mm-hmm. the same as an auto character is all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so fires Neville right away, which was funny. Like, turns up right away. And there's a brief moment also there, in that, like, prior to the shoot thing, that Neville's wig, like, he has a toupee, just gets It just kind up. of flips off. Yeah. yeah, and, like, the just, like, nobody addresses anything, just slicks it down. And I, I kind of found that funny when something like that happens and nobody's, like... There's no shot of someone's face like, oh, oh, oh." like where they over kind of do it. It just happens. You Mm. get to just sit there kind of enjoy it and it just keeps going on. And there's a lot of those bits, but, um, yeah. Yeah. And then of course, like with a fish called Wanda, apparently Jamie Lee Curtis and Cleese has a thing going on. (laughs) Like just always have to hook up. Yeah. Uh, Funny, John Cleese wrote these movies. I wonder why that... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And he calls her Wanda on accident. Yeah, I caught... That was a good joke. I love love you, Wanda. (laughs) It's like... (laughs) Yeah. Um, But that that ended the ultimate joke of... uh, Throughout this, most of this movie, John Cleese's character being assumed that he's just a raging sex fiend because of all these situations he's in. Um... And then ultimately, Jamie Lee Curtis's character asking, "Like, can you just settle for one woman?" Uh, and he goes, "Well, it's been so long, Since but what the hell? I'll give it a try." Since I've had just one woman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I guess the the joke doesn't ever really end because Willa is at you know still under the impression like you know she's taming the beast that is Rollo Lee, and he's totally he's the just fierce like, creature. He's willing to kind of go <laughs> yeah. along with it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> totally um, confused at first, like, but no. Try. He's willing to explain himself, but then just realize like maybe this is the reason that she's into me because she thinks that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exciting. But anyways, yeah. So this one had a uh, kind of an interesting production though. Oh. Yeah. Um, well, in, in post production, yeah. really, I think yeah. uh, it didn't test well, and the studio was like, "Okay, well." let's do something about people don't like the ending so let's change it what i can't find anything and i did actually a search Mm -hmm. beyond wikipedia is what the original ending was supposed to be that didn't test well Uh, yeah because they reshot five weeks of reshoot like they reshot a significant portion of the third act of this movie i don't know what what the first original uh, you know ending or what it was but um well, Apparently it was different than this. You gotta, you gotta imagine if you're reshooting, like you said, essentially the last third of the film, that's going to be the resolution and climax, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to be re-editing the first two thirds. Oh yeah, so and supposedly totally, the other thing potentially that be a totally. It was different the beginning story. and the end didn't test well, so they they cut like ten minutes of the first act out, like it just totally gone, and then uh, reshot a good portion of the third act of the film. Hmm. So whatever that looked like at first, I mean, maybe is lost in lost in time. I don't know if there's like a special edition, something of this where any of that exists. Probably not because it was cut yeah. prior to release, but, um, so that might yeah. explain why this doesn't and, feel as tightly woven. Yeah. As and called Wanda. 
and it was a bad experience i think for john cleese and for the the director as well having like basically being told we don't like your movie go back and reshoot it uh then they had to wait like a almost a year Mm -hmm. uh because they couldn't get the cat because i mean it's a pretty high profile cast they couldn't get everybody back because of other commitments so oh god like john cleese would have been not John Cleese, sorry. Uh, Kevin Klein would have been doing Wild Wild West around this time, too, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Like, he was, yeah. Michael Palin. Uh, that's a pretty yeah. big one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and Michael Palin shot his first big travel documentary, so he was, like, out of country for a long period of time, so they'd wait for him to be, yeah. yeah. And, and uh, I'm sure Jamie Lee Curtis was fucking busy doing one of the Halloweens. Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, yeah, and she she was in all kinds of stuff right around. I mean, this is right around the time she did True Lies with James Cameron, yep. and yep. she did, yeah, so it, um, well, yeah, I suppose it was a big mess trying to get even the reshoots put together, and, and yeah, at least apparently is not, doesn't have very fond memories of making this movie, but. Yeah, well, and uh, Fred Shapisi, who you know, we mentioned was one of the directors, uh, this is from the, the Wikipedia page claims he mm-hmm. tried to get the producers to take out the opening 15 minutes which was done for a test screening but then some of this footage was put back in which Shapisi thought killed the movie so oh, okay a, maybe i misread and yeah maybe they they wanted it taken out yeah and it wasn't but. and which i don't know if that would have really changed the film i mean i guess you, could, you know, fast I, forward 15 minutes and start it and see if it works there is a significant <laughs> portion of the beginning i think could be clipped or rearranged to where we introduce the zoo first and yeah. then come go over to the states you know to atlanta and meet meet rod mccain and um it seems a little bit out of sequence and it introduces you to characters that aren't that interesting like right away yeah. <laughs> we've, we've complained a little bit about those characters already but um if we would have met rollo first and the zoo staff and kind of gotten a picture of what that all is then gone and get the introduction of oh corporate's gonna start fucking with the zoo um then go back and see rollo trying to like lay down the law i think that 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 chain of events maybe makes it a little more interesting but i don't know yeah yeah so. yeah i think you're right if if the film would have just started that i don't even know if you need that first 15 minutes do you really need to meet no, I, jamie lee curtis i mean it, again her and i should really say this for my final thing but uh if we know how great of an actress she is and how she works with this cast, but her character as written in this just doesn't do anything. Like doesn't really. She's just kind of like love interest. Yeah. Like her, her role feels demoted a bit compared to, I feel like she's supposed to have an arc a bit similar to Rollo's because the way she has the connecting with the gorilla. Yeah. she comes comes around to you know deciding that the zoo being what it is is more valuable than being a big corporate money maker, which I think you could but still it's do. Not as well developed as yeah. It's it kind is of dropped after it happens. You're kind of yeah. just told I had a change it, of heart. It feels like that right. opening 15 minutes and in her introduction is meant to try to improve that arc of like mm-hmm. liking the animals, but it really doesn't contribute much. I feel like the just... only reason that that first few minutes, like first fifteen, with the in the in the business, mm-hmm. the uh, in Atlanta, is to show just what kind of person Ron is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and the only thing y- that I can, can think of. You can pick that up. I mean, I think Tropic Thunder showed that. That you know, you've got the asshole corporate guy. Mm-hmm. You you yeah. can introduce him in small doses. It doesn't need to be right off the bat. Yeah. Um, and it's effective. Yeah. In fact, in, in, I think in stuff like that, less is more. In in most cases. Yeah. Not that anyone's ever going to cut a fan edit of Fierce Creatures, but it would be interesting to excise that entire portion of it and introduce Rod McCain through that phone call he has with Rollo first. Yeah. Um, and that could be an interesting way just to characterize him and see if that does anything. And try try to see if it's possible with the footage that we have to introduce Willow when she comes over to the zoo and just cut that whole bit out and see what happens. Yeah, It'd be a shorter movie, but it might actually work. Be a little more effective. I mean, yeah, yeah, and maybe or at least get rolling faster into the stuff you really want to see. Yeah, and yeah, maybe that's why it was put back in was to get it to its running time because it's not a terribly long film. It's no, eighty nine minutes. A, 
Yep. Yeah, it, and it, if it you cut really 15 quick. off of that, it's barely feature length. I mean, yeah. they're not going to do anything under 80 in a uh, in a movie theater. So. Yep. Yeah. Perhaps that's why it was put back in. But you know, this didn't do well in the box office. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes has it at a 53 percent. Um, it got two and a half out of four stars from Roger Ebert. Uh, yeah. who said it lacks the hair-trigger timing and headlong rush of the into the comic illogic that made Wanda so special. I mean, a lot of the stuff that we've also kind of echoed, I think, too. Um, it just didn't... It, it, which is strange. I think if you're, if you're going to put a cast like this back together, people are going to have expectations that it's going to hit the same way, and it just kind of didn't. So... It it definitely does not hit the same way. I'm not saying it doesn't hit. It just it's not the same kind of movie. It's not the same kind of humor. Yeah. even, I don't think. I think it's time so. to do. Yeah, we Drayden can... at this point. Yeah, given, given what is. the conversations become. Sure, yeah. right. Yes, yes, and yes. Uh, Ryan, why don't you go ahead and get started? Sure. Um. So, like I said, I actually kind of enjoyed this movie. Um. I don't have, like, that connection with The Fish Called Wanda. Like, it was the first time for me to watch that and to watch this and to have them side by side. Yes, there's definitely differences. A a Fish Called Wanda is definitely a stronger film for a lot of different reasons. But, and I think that's maybe, like, one of the things that is unfortunate, and we've done it here in this review as well, is that this movie gets compared to that movie. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, no doubt that there's a difference here. But that isn't to say that this movie doesn't have its own merits. And I think the parts of this movie that were different uh, that I I noticed, I, I enjoyed. I did enjoy this movie, actually. Um, I kind of find it like crazy that it's so low. Because for me, it's just like, it is still like the same kind of essence. It's just a slightly different shade of it um it's a different kind of setup it's a different premise i actually do think that the corporate like the intention uh towards like the corporate uh ridiculousness and how it just causes the main chaos of this entire uh movie the lives of these individuals uh who just want to do their job versus a tycoon who just wants to make money for the sake of making money and nothing more uh is like like we mentioned, ahead of its time. And I didn't pre- appreciate that humor. I did actually like John Cleese's character in this because he had more of a presence than he than I felt that he did in A Fish Called Wanda. Uh, like, he's not just a midlife crisis, uh, s- sad lawyer uh, <laughs> who redeems himself in the third act. Uh, he is an... He's he redeems himself in the fucking beginning of the uh, at the end of the first act in this one and his character kind of grows. Um, but all the other main players, they are and I can't deny it, like they are not as strong as the other movie. But where they're not strong, the side characters you rarely like you briefly interact with, they have a strong fucking presence, and it kind of for me made up for that gap. I didn't really care. Because <laughs> uh, there was other characters that were funny, so there isn't an absence of of funny. It's just a different kind of arrangement. And hearing about the production issues, uh, it does make me curious. Like, what would this have been if allowed to be what they wanted to create? Like, similar with a fish called Wanda, that was what they wanted to make. Like, they, that was very much a close, like decades long fucking thing between. Uh, uh, yeah, whatever. Anyways. Um, I, I, I kind of think that this is a B. I think it's actually an enjoyable movie. I think if you like Fish Called Wanda, you should at least watch this. Just don't compare the two. Just to kind of enjoy what these are doing. I think it would have been nice if there was a third one. There still maybe could. Well, not really. Um, I was going to say, if there was a third one that dealt with some other kind of similar issue, made this kind of like a weird trilogy. Kind of makes you wonder where this one would have stand, like will have stood. Who knows? But um, B, it's B for me. Like I didn't, I didn't actually hate this. They'd have to hurry to make a third one, but all four people yeah. are still yeah. They can do it. It should just take and, place yeah, in like so. a geriatrics environment, <laughs> and then they can <laughs> tackle the done. issue that could be of, interesting. of retirement. We, yeah, homes. we didn't really touch yep. on that, but that could be interesting. But what do you I'm think? Just Eric? saying. Um, 
I agree with a lot. I'm going to echo a lot of what Ryan said. I think it's a little bit of a different beast than uh, Fish Called Mondo. <laughs> it's, uh... <laughs> These puns with you, my dude. <laughs> yes. Um, it's... But that doesn't mean... It's very different, but it doesn't mean it's totally not funny. It doesn't work quite as well. Um, it's a little more sketchy and episodic than... Um, like, it almost does feel like the premise for for a television series or something like that. Uh, it kind of introduces you to this cast of side characters that are really amusing. I think the entirety of the Rod McCain, Vince McCain, Willa, um, Willa as, as, as part of their plot could just be pulled out of this movie and they could be like a voice on the phone, essentially, the big corporate something, and you could have just as most of the humor and the good things about this would remain intact. Uh, so that's the weak part of the movie. Um, most of the stuff with the zoo I love. Like, it's actually very funny. Um, yeah. The gags with all the zoo exhibits, even the corporate sponsorships, the fake injuries, the all the, the antics of the zookeepers, and, and Rollo kind of adapting to all of that stuff. Um, the the gag with the, the gun, the killing the animals thing is just, it's a, it's a great... It's not just the greatest moment of this movie, but it's a great comedy movie moment. It just, like... um, So, yeah, there's there's a lot here to like. It just doesn't come together in the way that A Fish Called Wanda... A Fish Called Wanda is just a very tight movie. It's very well done all the way through. This is not. This has has holes, and some of them are glaring, but... um, Enjoyment level, like, I... I'm skating right between C minus or B minus C plus. I think it's it's right in there somewhere. I guess I'm gonna go with the uh, the B minus because it really got a lot of chuckles out of me and almost to the point like I was laughing. If you, not that I was counting my laughs, but um, I feel like I laughed at this almost to an equal amount as a fish called Wanda. Just from a from a critical standpoint, like what is a better film? I think it's hands down a fish called Wanda is a better yeah. movie, but that doesn't Definitely. make this one not enjoyable. So, exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know. I didn't find a lot of the humor landed for me. Um, I mean, I recognized the jokes. I just didn't find them all that funny. Um, there there were some good ones. Again, I I mentioned some of the advertising stuff that they do is is pretty funny. There were a few of the uh, the not really the injury stuff didn't work for me, but the um particularly the anteater like we have this dangerous animal that's escaped <laughs> don't worry we caught it it's an anteater like that that yeah. one was good that kind of stuff i really liked the the whole bit ryan you brought up before where they're going around all these like really innocent little herbivores and the, the signage that they've redone with the, makes them look like these snarling beasts that stuff i really liked i agree the zoo stuff is all really good um mm-hmm. the, the the corporate maybe it was that opening 15 minutes put such a weight on the the corporate side of things when maybe that needs to be also a less is more um yeah i agree john cleese is a a much bigger character in this than he was in a fish called wanda but overall i just didn't find a lot of the characters interesting um i almost i don't know i like i said before if you have this cast you're going to expect something at least approaching on par with a fish called Wanda, but this is so different in the this you know putting in this real sentimental aspect of everybody really appreciating the animals. Um, it it changes it almost too much where it's a bit jarring, and maybe I was mm. affected by that. Uh, I do find that the scene where he convinces everybody he shot the animals to be gold <laughs> that was that was so damn good. Um, but I'm, I'm going to fall on the middle and yeah, I'll, I'll be the curmudgeon and I'm going to give this one a C. Uh, it's not terrible. It's not bad. I don't think it deserves a lot of the hate it gets. It's just not as interesting. Maybe as a standalone film, may, maybe watching these back to back for me is, is going to lower it too. Uh, I was going to say, I think you should watch this film first, then watch A Fish Called Wanda. That's that's good advice. I think that's good mm-hmm. advice. Because um, I think you can appreciate this for what it is, not get distracted. Like, and, and wow, they really wasted these characters and actors. And that's a hard thing to do sometimes, oh. just to kind of separate yep. those those expectations. And as mm-hmm. we were talking about, I think earlier before recording, about how you know being a, a purist where, no, I have to watch movies in order, that can have an impact. Even though this isn't a direct sequel, depending on how you look at it. 
Um, like, here's no, my it's, question it's, it's to you: What order do you watch Indiana Jones films? Well, that is a, that is a discussion for an entirely mm-hmm. other podcast. It is. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just I'm, saying that's, that's because a long people one. go Raiders and then Dune. I'm like, yeah, but Dune is technically chronologically first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Again, another episode. But we would also love to know <laughs> what any of our listeners think of Fierce Creatures or its comparison to Fish Call Wanda or just as a standalone film. Uh, please feel free to share any of those questions, comments, criticisms, or witticisms to the Video Junkyard Podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Video Junk Pod and on our Video Junkyard Podcast uh, Instagram and Facebook pages. If you write it, we'll read it, and we look forward to hearing from you. And hope you come back and join us again on the Video Junkyard Podcast. Got a lot of exciting stuff coming up. We're going to be looking at uh, Small Soldiers, uh, Pitch Black, Crocodile Dundee, Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls, Relic, and uh, lots of other good stuff coming up in the next few weeks. Also, we have a uh, what's getting to be a significant backlog of other movies and stuff to check out on our SoundCloud page or wherever you listen to uh, podcasts. Uh, so go check out. Uh, maybe we've uh, already reviewed your favorite movie uh, sometime, and we'll go check out those shows uh either way hope you'll come back and join us again and uh yeah thanks for joining us thank you once again for joining us at the video junker podcast until next time i'm joe peterson i'm miracle branson and i'm ryan stiskel saying going to the shed mother always said that when you're naughty you have to go to the shed You have been listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. You just can't let them go? Go! Stay on the road. Keep clear of the moors. We want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast and remind you to find us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. On Twitter at Video Junk Pod, and on Instagram as Video Junkyard Podcast, all one word. Want to thank you again for listening, and keep digging. Who knows what treasures you'll find in the Video Junkyard? <laughs>